Wealth Tactic Rebels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to another entrepreneurial interview with Wealth Tactic Rebels, the podcast for people who see things differently. And I'm your host, Kevin Dumont. I've been seeing things differently in the wealth field for well over 10 years. Today, I'm joined by a guest, Thor Conklin. Hey, Thor, how are you today? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Fantastic. Glad to have you here. Looks like the season is warming up finally for us. I'm sure it's warmer where you are. <laughs> it is. Atlanta, Georgia. Excellent. So, Thor Conklin is an entrepreneur, maybe a serial entrepreneur. I don't know. Should I say? Yeah, recovering serial recovering entrepreneur. Serial entrepreneur. Now. <laughs> Excellent. Profitability consultant, host of his daily podcast, Peak Performers Podcast. So, Thor, would you mind sharing a little bit of your backstory for our listeners? You know, where you got started, how you kind of got to where you are, what things, you know, shaped your philosophies along the way? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been an entrepreneur for the last 20 years. Uh, I've uh, either started or purchased businesses. Uh, this is my sixth and seventh business. And the first one I just kind of fell into. And it was interesting because a client came to me and said, hey, would you set up your own company and manage our portfolio as a private equity firm on a worldwide basis? So it was a great opportunity. Not many entrepreneurs kind of get their start that way. So I was very fortunate and very blessed. And one of the things that I was focused on from the very beginning is the notion that profitability is really what drives an organization. Without profits, you don't have the excess capital needed to grow the business, to hire the team that you need to. And I see so often that entrepreneurs kind of get wrapped up in this ego of, okay, I've got this top line revenue and I'm buying a bunch of doodads. And at the end of the month, uh, the end of the year, there's really nothing uh, left over. So really on a mission to help uh, individuals, entrepreneurs really understand finances and uh, what it really means to drive a profit and then take that profit, invest that and grow it. Right, right. So profitability, that's where your profitability consulting comes in, right? Correct. Correct. From what I know from talking with you, 96% of businesses will fail within the first 10 years, right? Yes. And then really the the big reason of that failure is lack of profits. So of the four that do survive, many of them aren't producing enough profits to even break even, maybe pay a little bit of a wage to the owner, right? And shareholders, below market value returns. So this sounds like this is the problem here, right? You know, it is. You know, (laughs) have a a highly profitable organization. There could be other things that are an issue with that organization. But if you're in the right market and you're producing the right profits, that's really what it's all about. You know, sometimes they get a lot of flack on social media. It's like, oh, you know, there's more to life than just profits. Yes, there is. Absolutely. But when you have the profits, you can do a lot more. Look at philanthropy. That doesn't happen unless somebody made a profit and had the cash to then donate and do something great with it. Right. So this notion of, you know, profits are evil. Well, I I contend that no profits are evil, you know, and I really got ramped up in this and, and really what, how this last business was born was out of a disaster. I had a manufacturing company. It was a multi-million dollar company, bad industry to be in low margins, And it was just always a cash flow disaster. And it finally got to the point where I was reaching a million dollar 
cash loss in the business. And I just said, this is just insane. It's just, it was up, it was down. And finally I just said, you know, I got to get my ego out of this. And sometimes you're just not in the right business, in the right segment. You could be doing everything right. But, uh, you know, like today, who out there wants to buy a taxi cab company? Well, Probably this, not a good investment. Right. Not since Uber came around. Right. Exactly. Right. But go back 15 years in New York City, you know, the medallions that you had to buy, yeah. that little license that you stuck on your uh, cab, they actually even riveted onto the cab so people right. wouldn't steal them. We're going for millions. Times change, markets change, and you've got to be flexible and change with the same thing with investing. You know, some of the top names today in 10 years, are they still going to be around? Maybe yes, maybe no. But there are things, Kodak, right? Kodak, great investment. 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I don't know, 90s. Who wants to own Kodak now? Nothing. Toys R Us. Toys R Us. You know, there you go. I used to love going to that store. You know, my son was a little younger. I'd bring him there and it just, that's, you can't do that anymore. You know, it was great. Why? Too much overhead. No profits. Right. The only reason uh, businesses close. So profitability, whether it's in a business or personal, is very, very important. And one of the things that I do with my clients is I have them treat their home life and their family life or family budget spending. You know, I don't like to talk about budgets. I like to talk about spending plans. You know, nobody wants to be budgeted. So what I create for my clients is a spending plan. All right, how much money's coming in? Drop it into these buckets, the mortgage, the rent, the credit card, the kids, you know, food and clothing, et cetera. And then just spend what's ever in that bucket. And each week as you get paid, $50 goes into the kid's budget. $25 goes into the electric bill. And at the end of the month, after four weeks, you've got $100 in the electric. Well, if the electric bill comes out to be $118, you got to go steal $18 from one of the other buckets. And it might be the kid's, you know, food money or the right. clothing fund. Right, right, but true. We all got to balance out. You know, when we track and we measure and we keep track of what we're spending, we start to do something. It's like, ah, last month we spent $400 going out to eat. I really want to go to Disney World this year. Why don't next month, instead of going out to eat, we just take that money and put that into our vacation bucket? And when it's all la- laid out there, it becomes a family project. If you're married and you've got older kids, it's like, all right, come on. Come on in. Let's sit down on a Sunday once a month and look at where we're spending money and where we actually want that money to move into. It's a great way to figure out what's coming in, what's going out, and where it's going out. And you can direct it. And I encourage everything that comes in should be spent because there is a bucket there for investing as well. Right. That investment bucket then gets spent or invested into some sort of asset. True. That'll grow over time. Right, right. Very good. So I agree. We talk about that too here a lot at Wealth Tech Rebels about having buckets to put your money in and it helps to separate. Yeah. You know, whether it's your overall, we talk about, we have a, Carl, we call a personal economic model. So we have a, an investment bucket and a savings bucket. And it's very simplified what you do with your money, right? And it's clear definition. Investments, they hopefully will bring a return, but there's a risk. And then the so savings, savings bucket on the side. Saving bucket, you have some guarantees there so you can't lose your money or the value of your money. And then you can get into things separately too, like uh, tax buckets, what kind of different types of tax buckets. It helps to strategize a little bit like that to when you're trying to think it through of how you're going to manage your money, right? Yeah. With all my clients, the first thing that we do, we take out the pot money, all right? And, and then the, 
pot yeah. is not uh, a reference to uh, marijuana. But right, the right. pot is, I want you to take out the profits first. Yeah. I want you to take out the owner compensation and take out the taxes. Right. Then once you remove those three things out of your business every single week, what's left over is the money to run the business. But what do most businesses do? They it's take the in a way. dollar. Yeah. Many think that the dollar is actually profit, right? It's not, you've got, that's not profit. You've got to then pay all the expenses to run the business. And then at the end of the month, if there's anything left, it's like that goes to the owner. Then we don't have any tax money. We don't have any profit money. Take those things out first. Run the business on what's left. Just reverse it. Flip it upside down. There you go. So that's one strategy to help manage the profits of a business, right? And, and, yeah, and, and do the same thing you know, at, at home, right? right? Just rename those profits, taxes. Uh, if you're an employee, you're already having the taxes taken out of your paycheck, but right. drop them into the separate uh, buckets. Uh, I, I tell a quick story here. When I was, um, my daughter is now 24 when she was in high school, yeah. she yeah. came to me and said, dad, I'd like to get a car. I'm like, that's great. You know, What job are you going to get? She's like, no, no, I want you to buy it for me. I said, I think I may have confused you or you're confused. Uh, this is not the kind of family that just buys it. I can, but I prefer to actually raise adults and have you become self-sufficient at some point. Yes. Like, well, I'm going to school, you know, this is not fair. I'm like, well, I guess you were born into the wrong family. I said, what I will do though, I said, you are a student and that's really your number one priority. What I will do though is I will loan you the money. And I will loan you the money at 10% interest. And she's like, 10% interest? I said, I'm going to give you a life lesson that when you don't have the money and you borrow it, you have to pay interest. And that interest really starts to add up. This is real world. She said, well, what am I going to do? You know, How am I going to pay that back? I don't have a job. I said, you know what? I'm a nice guy. I'm even going to create a job for you. And here's the job. She was doing babysitting and swim lessons and all that sort sure. of thing. Sure. And the car payment was $200 a month. I said, I'm going to give you a $200 a month job. And the job is, is at the end of the month, you have to prepare a balance sheet and a profit and liability statement for me. And it's due on the fifth of the following month. And if I don't get it by the fifth, you don't get paid. She goes, I don't know what a P&L and a balance sheet is. I said, that's okay. I'm going to teach you how to do that. I don't want to do that. I said, I don't care if you want to do it or don't want to do it. These are basic lessons that you need to learn in order to be what we call an adult, right. a responsible adult. Right. So she hated it. She bitched about it. She talked about it. She hated it. every. And then one month, she actually missed the fifth and she didn't get paid her 200. And I'm like, I need the $200 car payment or I repossess it. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, what's that? I'm like, well, that's real world again. (laughs) But fast forward, she hated the process. But you know what? She started to understand where she was spending her money because she had line items every time she took in money and every time she spent money. And she spent $5 at Starbucks this month. I would have liked that $65 to do something else. So it was a great lesson to understand where the money's coming in from, where you're spending the money. And a couple of years later, she turned around and she said, you know, dad, that was one of the best lessons that you ever taught me uh, as a young. There you go. Excellent. Learn where it's coming from. Right. That's a good life lesson. Then she's going to be ready for, you know, whatever faces her. If she goes into business and herself, she's already going to understand it. You being a profitability consultant, you already understand that. You know, a lot of businesses struggle with that. So, you know, that's a good step up. Absolutely. Kevin, can I share something uh, with the audience, which I call my uh, 1% savings plan? Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. All right, cool. 
We all know that at the earlier we start doing this with compounding interest and everything in our investments, the better off we are. But you know, right. it's difficult sometimes to start to get that money, that savings account or that savings uh, percentage uh, built up. And my goal with all my clients is to get them to 50% of what they're taking home as savings and investments. And of course, you just can't come right out of the block and save 50%. So no. what I do with uh, my clients that aren't doing any, which is unusual, but if they don't have any uh, savings or investments at this point is I created what I call the 1% savings uh, club. And that is right. month one, take 1% of what you take home, put that into your investment or your savings bucket, whichever uh, you guys recommend. Next month, make it 2%. Third month, 3%. Just increase it 1% every single month. Right. It is so easy to go from nothing and to get that up to 15%, 20%, 25%. Right. So it's a little harder after that. Right, right. But the point is you've gone from nothing or a low percentage, and it's just 1% a month, 1%, right. 1%. And then you look back, and it's like, you know what? This really wasn't that difficult. It's when we try to make these significant changes, that's when it becomes difficult. Right. Commitments. That's a great value bomb right there. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, I find it, that uh, extremely helpful. Heavy. It's a great start. It is. At 1% at a time, you're not going to really feel it that way. It's it's, right. it's like, you know, uh, when you're cooking, you know, you just turn it yeah, up. Yeah, everyone can afford 1%. Yeah, you know. There's there's plenty of things in your budget. First, you got to get to break even, right? If your budget's not a break even, you got to get that done it, Well, first. yes, right, right. You got to start there. <laughs> so you can start there. That, you got to stop the uh, the bleeding. Right, right, exactly. That's, you know, I think we do talk about that too a lot. You got to start, you got to stop the, the leaks first. Absolutely. Right. So do you have any other strategies you think you could share with our Wealth Tactic Rebels today that help them with profitability and wealth building? Yes. I remember a mentor to, uh, asked this question of myself and there were a few other people in the room at the time. He said, I want you to close your eyes for just a moment. And I want you to think about the three biggest investment or business mistakes that had financial consequences to you in your lifetime. And I want you to think of what those amounts were. And then I want you to replay the movie had you not made those mistakes, what would your net worth be today? And it was like, damn, that is powerful. Right. You know, we're all trying to figure out how to hit the bases, you know, the, the doubles, the singles, the triples, the home runs, and all the wins. But it's our losses that define us. True. Not hopefully from an identity standpoint. Right, right. But if you have a $100 investment, and you lose half of it and down to 50, you've got to make a 100% return just yep. to get even. You're right. You're right. So powerful. Exactly. You can, you can limit the downside. You'll win on the upside. Exactly. It's not, it's not the home runs. It's the strikeouts that yeah. kill us. And exactly, too. And we talk about that a lot here, Wealth Tech Rebels, too. Avoiding the losses, you're going to have a lot more in the long run than if you're just chasing rates of return. It's, it's just like, you know, I'm familiar with golf, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. So, I mean, if you're golfing, what's the club that more than likely is going to be the one that's going to win it for you? The putter. The putter, right? Yeah. Not the everyone wants to get the best driver in the world, but more often than not, that's the one that's going to lose it for you. Yeah. Yeah, those are the ones that put it out of bounds. I don't think I've ever put a ball out of bounds with my putter. Exactly. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I might have I once when I was learning, but <laughs> yeah, I may have dumped one or two in the lake. It was an impressive putt, but yeah, yeah. 
that's what happens, right? You know, you get the driver out, you swing for the fences, it goes out of bounds, and now you just incurred a penalty stroke. So what do you do? Do you take the safe shot out and just take your uh, medicine? No. no. What do you do? Grab the driver again. And swing harder. Driver perfectly right off this rough behind this pine cone around the tree or an eagle or actually at that point, maybe a bogey or whatever, one out, two out uh, or for a par. And then what ends up happening? Then we make another mistake. Yep. And it just starts to compound itself. Right. Right. Exactly. Investing, that's what ends up happening. Right. You get a, a big loss and then you double down. And you start taking a riskier approach. Right, because you want to make up for it. Because you exactly. like you said, you were gaining whatever you're getting before, but now you gotta double it. Yep. Just exactly. to get back to even. Yep. Careful of those losses. I agree, hundred percent. So through your experience, you've interviewed a lot of other peak performers out there, right? Yep. So do you have any um, lessons that you've learned from interviewing them that you could share with our well tactic rebels that might be useful for them? It's interesting. So so my practice is profitability consulting. I do uh, business coaching. And my lane that I service are entrepreneurs that own their own business. Uh, They're making a half a million dollars a year or more in personal income. So they're running a business between two, starting at two or three million dollars and then up. And I work with uh, large, you know, hundred million dollar organizations. And here's what I can tell you from the most successful clients over the years that I've worked with is they're constantly out there hitting those singles, right? They're constantly trying to figure out how to improve. They're always looking, tracking, measuring, and adjusting. They're looking at their numbers weekly, daily. They're on top of their numbers. They know what's driving the process. They know what's changing. And the other thing is, is that many are in or have investments in real estate. And there's a reason. And if you go back centuries, that real estate has always been a very popular wealth building model. Right. If you're listening to this podcast in the United States, and I'm not a real estate investment uh, guru by any chance. I'm just, I'm just telling you what I see. The tax code, the way it's written in the United States with the 1031 exchanges and the ability to take a property, grow it, and then take that and put it into the next investment without getting the hit for the capital gains is a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. If every time you exit a stock, right? What are you doing? You're paying capital gains, short right. term, long capital gains. You got to pay the tax. Killing the powder, the dry powder, the investment, the uh, the opportunity, the assets that you have to reinvest. In real estate, it doesn't work that way. Right. Uh, there's additional uh, advantages also from a depreciation depreciation standpoint as well with real estate. So I miss that. I stand here before you as a failure in taking my own advice on it, this, <laughs> because I really didn't understand the power of real estate when I was younger. Yeah. I own real estate, but really diving into it and understanding it and how you can build wealth over decades, don't avoid it. Look at it, understand it, study it, become an expert in it. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a tremendous lane. Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a wealth of information. I've, I've done some. Yeah. I'm always doing, you know, you tell like about peak performers are always learning. Always, I'm always learning. I'm always expanding. You know, I, I've, I've always believed in that. I've always done that my entire life. And I'm, you know, real estate too. And uh, yeah. there's a lot of information out there now. It's yeah. so easy to, to research now. You just pull out your phone and search. I know. I see. I'm an old guy. I'm yeah. 55. You know, I had to go to the library to get information. Well, exactly. It's how it used to be. And, and 
you know, now it's, or you talk to someone and ask them, you know, find an expert somewhere, ask them for their advice. What books could I read? And now it's, you just go on your phone. There's your blogs phone. everywhere. There's experts everywhere. There's forums. There's podcasts, <laughs> videos. Yep. That's my advice on uh, on wealth building. Continue to feed that monster every month. Continue to get that money out of your checking account. Get it into those investments. Listen to this show. Follow the advice uh, the experts are giving you coming on. Just be consistent and start early. Compounding interest is an amazing, amazing thing. I agree. Uh, yes. When would now be a good time? Now. Now, yeah. That's one of the efficiencies when we talk about um, avoiding losses. If you stop compounding interest, that is a massive loss yeah. financially in your business, in yourself, personally. Because you're not only losing whatever you just lost there, you're losing everything that dollar could have earned for you, which is a much, much larger number over time. If you're 35 years old and you lose 10 bucks, what's 10 bucks worth when you're 75 and you're retiring, right? A lot of money. What? But you do that over and over over the course of your life. And it, for many, many people, it's, you know, when we work with them personally, it's tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars. So no question. Yeah. No question. So before we close, Thor, do you have any advice on your experience? You, you've already mentioned that you've made some mistakes along the way, right? Many. <laughs> I, I, we, we don't have enough time. We, we'd have to do this. It'd be a 24-hour like uh, telethon. Maybe someday, but not today. Not uh, today. Not today. But do you have any particular come out to mind? Some, something that you've done that could help our listeners learn from your mistakes so that they don't repeat it. It may be something to do instead, something to help out with that situation. Yeah. The easiest way, in my opinion, is to track and measure what's important. Do it often, make adjustments in it. It's when you don't know what's going on or you're void looking at the numbers, that's when things start to just slip between the cracks. Right. Uh, have that spending plan, know where your money's going, continue to increase that uh, savings uh, bucket by 1% every single month, track and measure your investments. And that's not to say to make changes in those investments you know, every week or every month, right, right. But know what's going on. Sticking your head in the sand and hoping that things will turn out well is not a great strategy. Yeah. Having probably experienced the opposite of that, <laughs> words of wisdom. I track my net worth every single month. Right. I've been for years. Yeah. And as soon as, guess what happened when I started tracking my net worth? What happened? It went up. Why? Because I started making different decisions. Right, right, right. Right. Instead of spending $2,000 a month going out to restaurants, I'm like, all right, maybe I can spend $500 a month going out of restaurants and the other $1,500 I can put towards investment. Guess what happened to those investments years ago? They grew. I, I imagine that, yeah, I imagine they grew. All right, what happened to that restaurant I spent 10 years ago? It's probably gone. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better in your pocket. Absolutely. All right, great advice, Thor. I really appreciate it. Thank I, you. And you know, our WellTech Rebels will definitely benefit from it. Anything uh, you want to tell them before the you know, Wealth Tactic Rebels before we end? I'm active on uh, social media. I have a unique name, so Thor Conklin. Uh, the website's thorconklin.com. Uh, you can find us there. I'm active on Facebook as well. If you have any questions about business or finance or budgeting or spending plans or any of that, just reach out to me. I'm more than happy to uh, reach back out and give you any uh, help I can. Excellent. Sure. And of course, we're going to put uh, Thor's contact information, his website and everything on our show notes page. So you go to wealthtacticrebels.com and check out our show notes for the Thor Conklin interview. And uh, while you're there, you can download our free guide to the three key areas that you could be losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily. 
Thor, great having you again today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And thank you, Well Tech Rebels, for listening in and have a fantastic day. Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201, where we teach you all the wealth accumulating tactics with detailed real-life examples, see your progress with quizzes and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit WealthTacticsRebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things differently. This presentation is intended as informational only. The information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.